I'll bet that if you're listening, you're probably a fan of mini golf and maybe even a frequent gambler. Let's blow on those dice for good luck and get rolling on the podcast. Yig Haiti Tom and I go by Mr. T, Yig Elska Island. Sorry, I recently spent an entire week in the lovely country of Iceland and had a blast and also explored a bunch of mini golf courses there. I love travel and mini golf. You can find all the mini golf designs and reviews, including some from Iceland and more for myself and the Pink Putter at a couple and on social media at CouplePutts. You can find our course and whole design work also at Mini Golf Designers and some merch for the holiday season at minigolfgoods.com. And I'm Pat, the co-founder of the Mini Golf website and social media conglomerate, The Putting Penguin. Winter's finally arrived here in New England, but up until a couple weeks ago, we were still hitting the mini leagues outside. Now it's going to be time to turn our attention to indoor and virtual putting, unless we get lucky and get to travel to someplace warm this winter. You can find all our Penguin fun by looking for The Putting Penguin on all the socials. And while you're out there scrolling, don't forget to follow the Puttcast mini accounts as well. And finally, since you're clearly in love with our podcast, make sure you're liking, subscribing, and giving us a great review wherever you choose to listen to podcasts. And of course, you know this the official podcast of the American Mini Golf Alliance, the AMA. We're working to grow the game of mini golf and looking to announce the 2023 schedule of tournaments in the very near future. You can become a member for free at amaminigolf.com and in 2023, we'll send you a membership card. You can find updated national rankings, merch, PS, these make great holiday gifts and more on our website and social media. On to the people that help make our podcast come to life. We have our sponsors, and the first one is Walkabout, and they have a new mis-themed course that is live that I've been too busy to play. So, Pat, what do you think of it? It is really awesome. I've had a chance to play both of them. They are very interesting. There's a whole new set of game mechanics that's involved. It's very much a good representation of the old computer game Mist and... Um, definitely up there with one of my favorite courses that they've put out very replayable and actually not as hard as I thought it was going to be. So that's always a little bit of a bonus, but overall, you know, our love for walkabout, it's the best VR mini golf game out there. The company that invented the game, Mighty Coconut has a very active discord channel with several regular leads that are well worth checking out. If you want to get into some competition, especially if you live in cold climates like us and you can play with mini golfers across the world and also talking about merch, they recently launched their merch shop as well. So if you look up Mighty Coconut, go to their website. They've got a link to their new merch that's out there just in time for the holiday season. And it's some good looking stuff. Our other sponsor, One Shot Golf, is an app for Android and iOS where you control robots on your phone for single shot prizes and points. And I thought that in traveling in Iceland, I would not be able to play. But pro tip to those that you're on one shot, if you don't use your Wi-Fi and you use your data, you get a really terrible round, but you get to keep your streak alive. Number four in all-time streaks on one-shot golf. Still loving it. Trying to get better at the Sweet Tea course. I think that's my favorite right now, but they've added a bunch of really cool single-shot courses where you can win tickets and win some cool prizes. So why not? And they have a Discord channel as well. And I just won 50,000 points yesterday 
responding to their giveaway channel. So winner for me could be you. Get on their Discord channel and check out One Shot Golf. And we got one more sponsor. Pat, I'm teeing it up to you. That's right. And we are going to tee it up on the Putt 18 mat, which, as you've heard us talk about before, is an interactive and very popular putting mat game that's played worldwide. It will really help you improve your putting skills. It makes practicing, improving your putting very fun. It's very addictive trying to hit those targets from various different tee spots. And even if you're terrible at it, it really makes you want to <laughs> keep coming back and try to improve your game. Uh, our big story is we have a Four Nations Cup between the U.S., the U.K., New Zealand, and Australia happening the weekend right after we record this. Actually, I'm going to be playing my rounds in about 12 hours for that. So the, me and Tom and our guest today, Aaron, all playing for Team USA, all on a little bit of a hiatus we're coming off of. So we're going to see if we could do this pretty well, but go check them out. Check out their Facebook page. Um, you can get hooked up with some of their event pages through that as well. And if you don't have a mat, and you're interested in one, or if you want to buy one for the holiday season, or tell someone to buy one for you during the holiday season, we do have a discount code for PUT18. It is PUT, the number 18-110, and that's going to save you 10%, including free delivery. So head on over to www.put18the18.com.au for more information. And as Pat alluded to, we have a special guest who is going to be telling us some firsthand experiences at the massive pop stroke tournament that happened down in Sarasota, Florida. We welcome to the pod, Aaron Kaminsky of O Street Mini Golf. Hi, I, I, I appreciate that the special, I don't, I don't know if it's that special, but, but I'll, I'll, I'll take what I can get. Thank you guys. It's, it's good to be back. We've had Aaron on before. He's from New Jersey. He runs the O Street Mini Golf social media he runs their leagues. He runs the $1,000 tournament. And he's also one of our fellow founders of the AMA. Aaron, you went down to Sarasota, Florida to compete in a huge tournament. Do you want to do a little wayfinding to start? Kind of tell us about the two major kind of concurrent tournaments that they had going on very quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I heard about this tournament very last minute. Um, I know um, our friend Gary Schiff was, uh, he won a qualifier. So they had some of these pop stroke qualifiers uh, throughout Florida at uh, their locations, which are mostly located in the South. Um, they're all outdoor courses. Um, and uh, I happened to see it, uh, an announcement online. I, I signed up quickly. The spots filled up uh, within the hour. And I was thinking to myself, I got like three more PTO days left of, of this year. What am I going to do with them? Um, I want to go down to Florida. So um, yeah, uh, booked everything that day and was excited to go down. Um, and kind of what you alluded to, there are two uh, different tournaments, uh, a doubles and a singles um, stroke play. I signed up for the singles. The doubles uh, went off. I believe Wednesday and Thursday um, for a total of four rounds and the singles started on Thursday and ended Friday for also a total of four rounds. Um, and both of those had a cut after two, correct? That That is correct. So um, pretty much half the field moved on after the first two rounds. Um, 
spoiler, I did not make my cuts. I was three strokes off, but didn't give myself enough time to practice, but it was still a, an amazing experience. Uh, but the purse for the doubles was a hundred thousand dollars. And the purse for the singles was uh, $25,000, which I believe first place got 5,000 for singles. I forget off the top of my head what the doubles got. I want to guess 20,000. No. Um, nope. 20. Supposedly the team championship was a hundred thousand dollars total purse. Total purse. Oh, I'm yeah. trying to remember what first place got though. I think they walked away with 20 and then obviously you would split that. But the biggest thing yeah. was for the doubles, if you win the doubles, you got to play against PGA pro Ricky Fowler. And I apologize, Paula, if it's Kramer or Kramer, uh, but Paul Kramer, uh, both were tailor-made uh, uh, athletes, uh, golfers that got to, uh, uh, go down to Sarasota and the winners of the doubles team, that team got to play them, which was such a disadvantage to Ricky and Paula because <laughs> they got down there and they got like a quick round. They had less practice than I had. They crushed it. But at the same time, you just played against two people that just played four, you know, championship rounds as well as all this practice prior. And, uh, it was closer than I thought, but they they won. So on top of the uh, prize, uh, the purse that they won, uh, part of the purse that they won, um, they won an additional $25,000 for beating Ricky and, and Paula, which was kind of a, a layup for them. So they they had a nice nice week of, of, of winnings. Um, and I but, found the numbers. Yeah. It's 20000 okay. for doubles. the top doubles, and it was Jacob... Stasulitz, mm -hmm. it looks Polish, it, it, but it was I Swedish. Think, no, the Swedes mm -hmm. won the singles. Okay, so yeah, no, yeah, these guys were uh, were American. So Stasulitz, which and Chris Johnson, uh, and second was Matthew Kennis and Massimo Roach, uh, third was Gunnar Bankston and Alexander Molina. And another notable uh, fifth place, Frank Pasesi and Sevi Kukielka. We had an American and a Brit that we both know uh, in fifth. Hans Olsson, uh, Ricard Lochner, both from Sweden. They oh, came and in. Gunnar's from Sweden, too. That third sixth. place team is Swedish, yes. too. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's what I thought. There's a lot of Swedes. Other familiar names, if you're playing mini golf in the U.S., Nate Nichols, Randy Reeves, Gary Hester, Tim Talley, Jeremy Anabinet. I think almost all of Team USA minus Vanette and Rick were down there. So, yeah, I mean, a really good showing by mini golfers. And then let me, before we get too far, oof, Pat, do you want to do you want to try to <laughs> for the first place? It's so it's it's Matthias or Matthias Hogloff. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. He's not one Hogloff? of the, the guys I know well. Matthias won it. Kevin uh, Sundstrom. Uh, got second, Hans Olofsson third, and Frank Bassesi in fourth, and Rainey Statham, or I guess they tied for fourth uh, with Ricard Lochner. So again, you're looking at some really familiar names not too far down the list. Sevi Kukielka, Gary Hester, lots of people that are from the mini golf world. So it was an amazing showing of the mini golfers, but 
You can find all of these results on Golf Genius's Pop Stroke events page. Aaron, give us the color. What was it like? Oh, the atmosphere was electric. Um, it's, you know, I played in some pretty big mini golf tournaments. Um, I've also had uh, yeah, a, a decent swim career. Um, I, I, I've swam D1. I've, I've been at many, many state level, um, or sorry, sorry, I've been at too many championships on the state level. Um, and it was a very similar atmosphere, but just like the level of professionalism was uh, extremely apparent with all the sponsors. You had a lot of influencers, a ton of cameras. Um, it, it just, it, it felt like nothing that I'd been to um, within the miniature golf world. Yet at the same time, it had this familiarity with seeing a lot of faces from the miniature golf world. But then the one thing that I truly value when going to any of these tournaments is networking, meeting new people. You mentioned uh, Massimo. He's from Canada. Big Star Wars fan. Got to talk with him. Nice. Um, you met a lot of the other Swedes that I haven't met before. Um, Alexander. Uh, I'm not sure if he goes by Alex or Alexander, but uh, he got third in the doubles. His reaction, good or bad, and it was mostly good, is just contagious. I mean, he, he is just so much energy, so uh, almost comical in a way because uh, he it just adds all this like pent up emotion. It just releases every time he has like a, a great putt or a whole one. Um, yeah, it was just I, I got to see you know, familiar faces, but also met a, a, a lot of new people as well. So, um, I definitely encourage anyone, um, to go down to the next one, which I believe is going to be in Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, but you feel like, you know, you're, you're part of this bigger community and everyone's extremely friendly. The mini golf, uh, guys were able to walk me through the course and, and show me, you know, the ins and outs that they, learn so you still have that um that camaraderie um when you go down and it's it's very open to to everyone that wants to be a part of it so I, i'm excited for the next one um i i don't think i'll be able to make a qualifier down in florida but hopefully <laughs> uh, i'll be able to sign up now the sign up is probably the most expensive registration that i personally paid for for a tournament which was about 250 dollars mm -hmm. um and you're only playing four rounds some people will like that some people won't i personally love that because i only have to know two courses and for this one you got to play the red one three times versus the black was just once um so the the red was arguably harder um definitely longer of a course, but that setup just made it a lot more manageable for anyone coming out of town. So um, I, I felt more confident going into it. I wish I had more time to practice for sure, but um, definitely beats going to a tournament that has multiple courses that you have to map mm -hmm. out and, and figure out on top of a course, or sorry, on top of a tournament that has multiple rounds and you're playing against people that know this course inside and out for not just, you know, the week, but, you know, almost maybe decades. And it's right. going to be tough to, to beat those, those players just because they know every single in and out, in and out, they know 
every type of break wherever the ball lands. Um, so I, I thought it was really nice. And also the fact that it's moving to another location. So you kind of, you know, clean the slate, start over again. And uh, it's uh, let, the, let the best mini golfer win. The other part I would say is that it definitely had a lot more actual golfers there. You had our mini golf, uh, you know, some of the top mini, mini golfers uh, and pup, pup, putters, PPA players, I guess, at the tournament. But you had also a probably majority of actual golfers, avid golfers, maybe even semi-professional golfers that were there. And, and the big thing from talking with everyone that they loved was it felt like actual putting in a way. Mm-hmm. There aren't any bricks. If you haven't played a pop stroke course, they're all large berms that you can actually work off the hill and come roll back down. You know, you can do your straight, like, you know, front door shots, but there were a lot of back door shots uh, that made a lot more sense. Yeah, they, they it just it, it catered to a wider demographic of people that were interested in golf putting and obviously miniature golf. So it's exciting to see how this tournament specifically grows, you know, with their national coverage of not just the singles and doubles, but also the single round tournament against Paul and Ricky. There's going to be a lot more buzz, I think, going into next year's Pop Stroke Championship. Yeah, and I think you touched a little bit on the question I was going to ask you is the the style of play, because obviously with the mini golfers doing very well, but you had a very golf-centric, and I know... Frank on his mini golf Frank YouTube channel has done some of the the walkthroughs of this last year when they were down there. But, you know, talking about like the style of, okay, there was a lot of front door shots, but it sounds like you did have some more, let's say more traditional mini golf shots where you're not just putting the way you would on a golf green, right? Where everything is front door. You don't play anything back door. Um, Cause that's always been for me, like my strengths lie in the much more traditional, bouncing it off the bricks like where i always know i could separate myself from a regular golfer because i know how to putt in a different manner on a a true mini golf course whereas it feels like this levels the playing field a little bit more but clearly our mini golfing friends decided they were going to take that to to heart and make sure that the golfers didn't get too much past them yeah absolutely i mean i got paired up with uh travis uh travis walsh which um I had a great showing at the Masters this year and was actually asking about, he's like, hey, where's Aaron? So I thought it was funny seeing photos of you two playing together. Yeah, I got partnered up with him, which is always great uh, going into, or at least for me going into a tournament, playing with someone that I know because I do better when I'm having fun. Yes. Um, You know, some people take it a lot more seriously and that's just the type of play that they they have going into a tournament, which is perfectly fine, Mm -hmm. maybe all serious, but I like, you know, taking it serious, but also enjoying my round. So I, I was happy that I got to play with Travis, uh, but he was doing all front door shots. His mm-hmm. style play, at least for that tournament was to avoid the um, sometime, sometimes randomness of going off, say a brick, but not in, obviously in this tournament, it would be going off the berm. So he was front dooring a lot of shots, leaving them, short but manageable um even though a lot of other players were going say a backdoor shot it definitely worked out in his favor because i i, I think he might have gotten 11th overall in this in singles he tied um, for it looks like he tied for 20th 
So oh, 20th. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Yeah, I was just looking at it because I was looking at to see who else was in there and like above him, like see Tim mm-hmm. Talley, Nate Nichols, and Gary. You're Hester right because he just the, 20th was breaking into yep. the money, so he just broke into the money. Yeah. And he broke even so at that, 20th only. So 250, uh-huh. you're just breaking even. Yeah. So obviously that paid off for him. To Pat, to your point, you know, you probably would be working off the berms a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, there are obviously some shots that are a better front door than back door. Um, but it was nice having the rollback because yeah. I have not played. I played a pop stroke course once before, but there's nothing like that in New Jersey or mm-hmm. the Northeast that I'm aware of. And it's just cool having this rollback option. Um, it's it's a fun shot to play off of. And uh, yeah, like it's, it, it was just, it was a great tournament through and through. They had great uh, swag from all their, their sponsors and big um, scoreboards, big scoreboards. You, you talked about following uh, the score or looking at the uh, results right now on a got genius, but unfortunately the players or spectators couldn't follow say the final groupings to watch the, uh, you know, the, the last round, which would, would have been a lot more fun, even though the viewing area is still great. You're just not going to see every single shot. And they did have some uh, cameras filming. So they did have a live feed. So you can kind of catch a little bit. But the best part was that they had volunteers following every single group and they were putting in the scores into Golf Genius in real time. So I was constantly refreshing, sitting at the bar, having a beer, watching. Uh, these guys play, but also checking the scores and seeing the movement in real time, which was a lot of uh, fun. This is why we love real time band golf internationally because it's that same experience. Exactly. Exactly. And correct me if I'm wrong, much like the city golf courses, this style of course is also a hundred percent accessible wheelchair accessible. They're pretty big wide lanes and I would imagine that there's ways around the berms that you wouldn't even have to go over the berms in a wheelchair. Yeah. I, uh, you know, going through say the red course specifically, because it is longer, the berms are a little bit higher. Um, There's, I I think overall it is uh, ADA accessible. I just know that some holes like kind of in the middle might be a little harder to get to, but extremely accessible. Again, if you haven't played a pop stroke course, like you could hit your ball over the berm and be onto another hole. So, you know, everything is rounded um, and, and you can easily walk through the course. It just it was really neat. The, the one little nuance, which I'm not sure if you guys know, um, but the the mini golfers, especially the Swedes, I heard were there for, you know, a week prior and learning all these shots and you know, you're going through the quote unquote sand traps, which are just uh, a, a thicker material than the actual fairway green. And, uh, you know, they're figuring out all these shots and all these aceful shots. And the organizers apparently weren't loving the fact that players were practicing and figuring out shots through the sand um, or oh. through the uh, sand traps. So they put up signs about maybe a foot, foot and a half long and uh, started blocking out shots, which to be honest with you, really didn't matter because uh, knowing, you know, the, the top mini golfers yeah. really in the world, these guys are going to figure guys and gals, even though I don't think many of the mini golfers, we didn't have any official female men 
think offers you know, these people are figuring out this the shots regardless if you're putting up a sign in front of you, you know what your initial shot was there, there's always a workaround yeah I, it was a, exciting to watch at the end there was a lot of movement especially within the top 10 because talked about these big scoreboards you kind of have a sense of where people are but then if you really want to know you just look up and then you can see oh wow i'm only a stroke behind i'm on 17 i have to make this shot now i know i have to go for a whole one shot here mm-hmm. and some people are making it some people weren't so it was just it Sometimes people want to know where they're at. Others, other times, people yep. just want to play their game regardless. But um, you started seeing that strategy come into play a little bit more towards the last few holes because players knew where they were at on the leaderboard, and that one shot could be a thousand dollar difference. Yeah, between third and fourth place, second and third, first. So it was cool seeing that because i haven't seen that so much in any other miniature golf tournament where okay i need to make you know or equated to you know any other you know sports you know game like say say football like i need a touchdown right now to to win it i need a whole one to move up right now so like there was a lot more strategy involved that i've seen versus I'll use masters as an example. You're just mostly getting a lot of hole in ones. So the, the opportunity was it's either a hole in one or maybe just a two mm-hmm. versus the whole 17. If you're going for the hole in one shot, there's just such a fine line of success that if you're going a little too far left, well, that hole in one, which is not a gimme, that hole in one opportunity now easily turns into a four. Sure. So now where you're trying to go for maybe the win, well, now you just drop two, three spots potentially. So yeah. there's a lot more risk involved. Um, and it was just very entertaining to watch. Yeah. I'm I'm hoping that some of that video makes the light of day. It sounds like something of it is. And it's, you know, taking a look at even the people from overseas that traveled, they had one sort of significant disadvantage that they talked about in the 54 Problems podcast with Seve, they couldn't use the traditional rubber-headed putters down there because they had to use PGA official putters. They didn't get to use also mini golf balls. It was a golf ball-only tournament. And so you Although put both be of fair, those... those Swedes like golf ball-only tournaments. Sure. But, it you know, it's there's it's even more impressive that probably many of them are playing in these tournaments with a completely different setup and still came over and did well. I know Sevi probably doesn't play with a normal putter on the regular, but worked out well for him. But I, Oh, absolutely. I, I was so pumped to, to meet Sevi. Super nice. I, I heard many great things about him. So it was cool to meet him in person. But yeah, actually, uh, Frank Bissessi brought it up while I was practicing. He's like, oh, are you sure these are, you know, um, PGA approved balls? And I was using the Chromax because that's what I've been using, mm-hmm. say, at the Masters and um, throughout the uh, O Street uh, Summer League. I was like, oh, you know, what? I didn't even check. I have, I have no idea. I actually use for like tournaments a um, like a spikeless golf shoe. Mm. 
I couldn't, we couldn't wear those. Oh yeah. It makes sense. So we had to just wear sneakers because of the course. So there are a lot of little nuances and just following the extensive rules. I mean, they, 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 they posted it like, I think a week or so. Well, there were some adaptations to the rules uh, going into wait, 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 the wait. week. What's this rules thing? Pat and I were at the <laughs> masters and as far as I knew, if you hit the ball towards the hole, it was a hole in one. Somehow I didn't get a perfect game, but I don't know. No one else explained rules. So I think that's how it's played. Yeah. I mean, so the, the rules with the putters and the balls were all based on PGA yeah. rulings. So they, they were using a lot of that, but um, I, I think I even saw something about, you know, this, if you're playing in this tournament, your a- amateur status for the PGA is still valid. This isn't going to affect your PGA amateur status. Um, so it was the level of competition, like I mentioned, is just so much higher, so professional. Everything was just written out. We didn't have it. A, a, and again, I'm, I went down there a day early, or sorry, a day later than the actual doubles tournament, but there wasn't an official like rules meeting but they emailed everything out. And I think if you had any questions, you probably can go up and, and ask anyone um, e- uh, about e- it. Plus, obviously email? you had, yes, e- email. It's a, it's a new thing. But the uh, they had a ton of volunteers and, I, and organizers were on the course. So if you had questions, they actually um, had a phone number um, that you can call like while you're playing Whoa. to get a ruling. And you also had a volunteer following you around, updating the Golf Genius scores. That person probably didn't know every single rule. Sure. But if you had a general question, I think they would be able to answer it for you. It was all about the staff. They had a a ton of volunteers, a ton of organizers. So there was plenty of people there to keep things moving forward, but also to answer any questions that you had in real time. So. Yeah, it, it, it was great for someone who puts on tournaments and leagues. I, I know I feel like every year for the O Street Summer League, uh, I'm trying to figure out or trying to answer a new rule or something comes up. Sometimes you see something new or, you know, other times you have to make a tough call. But the uh, it just seemed like everything was covered for, for this tournament. I'm not sure about anyone else's feedback. And again, like my level of play, compared to the other competitors was at a different level. Uh, I'm going there to have fun. I want to be a part of this first ever pop stroke championship. You know, my goal was to make the cut. I didn't do that, but I was there the whole entire time playing half the time and then watching the other half. So I think some of the, the top players, if they were here right now, I think they probably would have a little bit more feedback specifically on, on the rules, but Everyone that I talked to just had a, a great experience. And it makes sense to transition from a new tournament that was run for the first time to big news around and kind of surrounding the longest going mini golf U.S. organization. The USPMGA has been, been part of an effort to bring gambling to life in mini golf. and. It seems like if you're in Colorado and Wyoming, you can now gamble on it. Well, you can't gamble on it yet. So well, this was broken yeah, by I guess Sports Handle. The doors the, open. 
this week. Yep. So we posted this on the podcast Facebook page. If you want to dive into the the article, we'll probably post it in the episode description here as well. But it was broken that in Colorado and Wyoming, they have cleared the regulatory hurdles to have sports betting on miniature golf, but they have yet to actually have a sports book put up any odds anywhere um, actually on it. So, but I mean, the, the regulatory part is a, you know, it's a big part of it. And I don't know how many states have sports betting now, but it's, you know, it's at least a dozen, probably 20 um, out there. And you feel like once the first domino falls, there's probably a lot more behind it here. So, you know, we talked about it a bit in our master's recap in terms of how much it was discussed at the master's and our particular viewpoints on that. And I mean, for better or for worse, I mean, it does look like it is coming to fruition. It's funny because I, I don't know if our comments elicited, but on the USPMGA website, they still do not have the round by round results as of Thursday, November 17th for the 2022 Masters, even though a couple of weeks later when they had the Pop Stroke Tournament, you can literally find everybody's scores for those rounds. You can't find the Masters results from this year, but you can find a note that says positive comments can be posted anywhere. However, negative comments, and I think this next word, it might be Icelandic, it's lamust be sent to any member of the USPMGA board. I don't know how you must it, but comments posted on social media that are negative will result in a fine and a period of suspension for the USPMGA. So they didn't share about the gambling. I guess we had to break that news. And the good thing is we also have shared the scores from the Masters we took them from when they had posted them as a spreadsheet, put them up online, have them as a Google sheet. And if you want to comment there, you're more than welcome. Podcast welcomes your comments, especially if you're like, hey, my score is not right. I threw that comment in my round 10. You're welcome to put that in there and say, boy, that was a great round by me or whatever. You're all welcome to do it. Um, Follow the show notes for this episode and the last episode for that link. But I don't know. We welcome comments and feedback on the AMA and we'll respond to you via email, especially if you're giving us constructive criticism. I know other people have given constructive criticism and I don't even know if those emails were honestly received and they were pretty thoughtful comments. So I don't know. We just want to help grow the game. We want to hear from you if there's any inaccuracies or issues with fairness in any of the AMA tournaments. We want people to not only feel welcome, but feel like stuff's well run. And not to pile on, but honestly, and looking at their website, I would love to send a negative comment, or as I would call, call them constructive, to a member of the USPMGA board if I could actually find who was on the USPMGA board on the website with any of their contact information so that I could do so. You can find the, if you dig far enough, I found the rules and there's well, there seven, is now and a there's rules a board and regulation on the menu, even though the link on the right hand side doesn't work. And it's within the masters, but I believe the rules are pretty dated. If it's the one that I was looking at earlier this week, there are people on the committee that haven't been to 
a USPMGA tournament in the four or five years that I've been going to them. So, yeah, know. I'm just saying maybe have a section on the website that's for board members, you know, like the WMF does, and you're a, a member federation. So, I think we're going to keep pressing this until we <laughs> get suspended from the USPMGA. And, and that's not our goal, people. We're not no, it's trying not. to be, we're not trying to like get suspended or be self-righteous. We play in the Masters and we want it to be well-run, not only for ourselves, but for the best competitors. It's frustrating to see people who are really, really good out there getting annoyed because a ruling on what obstacle might be on a hole is not clear after practice it happened on a course that was in a different state. The fact that nobody knows what the out-of-bounds rule necessarily is on, you know, the pineapple course, or what do you have for stroke limits? Is it no stroke limit? Like literally, or what kind of ball do you use? That kind of stuff just, it's basic stuff that you have to address with people because if you have people come in the first time, they're going to be nervous. It's a huge event. They're going to be intimidated. Do everything in your power to make them feel comfortable so they can come back year after year. It's that simple. That's how you grow the game. And it's across the board. But we're beating a little bit of a dead horse here. But the reason we do it is that we're hopeful that some of our feedback and thoughts will not be viewed as negative, but will be viewed as people who are excited about the game, really wanting to help continue its growth. As we've seen with many courses across the United States, they're having record years in the last three years. This is a huge opportunity with Holy Moly out there, pop stroke growing. The game has a chance at really elevating in a way that it probably hasn't in a while. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's it. The end goal is we want everything better. So we may adjust a little bit. And I mean, I do think we try to do things in the most constructive way. And Tom, you mentioned, you know, we're open for comments. God knows we've gotten a few of them already in our <laughs> nascent season at the AMA, but you know, that's, that's part of, uh, that's part of being an organization. You're not going to please everybody. And I think you just got to be open. And at the end of the day, I mean, the USPMJ could tell us to go pound sand, right? I mean, it's still our opinions, but you got to be open and welcoming. And some of this stuff is, you know, not perceived that way. And it's just, that's why we talk about it because we have a platform to do so. I've definitely changed tournaments in the last couple of years based on feedback from people who are playing. And I will continue to do that. I want to make sure everybody feels it's fair. It's well run. They know what they're getting into, and ideally, they can get in and out of there in time. Again, some of that stuff's unpredictable, but the conversation will continue. But since it's the season, we figured we would dig in to what we're thankful for, and we're going to jump back to our guest, Aaron, to start it off, unless you want Pat to go first. We're just going to talk about what we're thankful for in 2022. I, there's there's many things to be thankful for. Um the, the one note that I just want to bring up based on that last topic is the fact that if you guys didn't have such a vocal opinion, um, I think it would show that maybe you guys just would, you don't care. The fact that you do shows yeah. that you, you do care that these changes are, you know, suggested more so to bring more people in. And you just want more miniature golf, more tournaments, more people to be involved with it. So 
you know, I appreciate you guys voicing that opinion. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. We live in a country with, with free speech and, um, you know, it's, it's not a controversial topic in my eyes, but again, no one asked my opinion, so I'm going to throw it out there. <laughs> uh, but, uh, things that I'm thankful for, um, personally, I, I, I got married this year, so I, I'm very thankful <laughs> that I, I am, am a married man. I'm off the market, ladies and gents. But um, no, I, it just, I've, we're going into, God, it might be the 10th year of O Street. I have to double check that. I should also know this, but <laughs> been doing it for quite some time now. I know we're going into our fifth uh, $1,000 tournament, but looking back over, you know, pretty much a decade of, of doing all this with filming, running tournaments and leagues, I'm just thankful for everyone that has been a part of it. I'm thankful for everyone that I met along the way, including you guys, everyone from Holy Moly, from uh, a tournament that we had in Atlantic City this past year, or sorry, yeah, this past year. That's my favorite part about the miniature golf world that that we're a part of is that there are so many people that i get to meet not just within this country but throughout you know the world from people from different walks of life and and people with with different opinions and different viewpoints and um yeah it's just exciting to to grow my knowledge of the sport but also you know meet meet new people along the way and obviously to be part of the ama but that's been it an exciting year, definitely, definitely a, a a rough kickoff, but 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 a, a great finish, uh, which is the most important thing. And and shout out to Nick for for winning the the AMA this year, and excited for twenty twenty three. I'm also happy for or, or, or thankful for my puck. He's he's staring at me this whole time, so I, I have to throw that <laughs> in there. He's like, "What about Very what about me?" <laughs> he's been good. Uh, yeah, I mean, some of the stuff I'm thankful for. I mean, I'm thankful that that mini golf is really solidly in the zeitgeist these days. We talked about we still we're getting a renewal of Holy Moly, you know, going into season five of that now. Um, just last night, Lego Masters, their entire episode was building miniature golf holes for that show, and so it's just everywhere. Pop stroke having PGA players, we see, you know, more podcasts like our friends at the 54 problems starting out and, and even the gambling plays into that, right? Like the, there's, there's a very good moment that we have. And I'm thankful that we get to be a, a part of that, including with all the stuff that you guys and, and AMA. Um, clearly I'm also thankful for my, my family supporting me, my, my wife and my kids who have gotten to the point where they ask, why is it every time we go on vacation, you're playing mini golf all the time? <laughs> so perhaps I have to find more non mini golf uh, vacations with my family. But, you know, I'm, I'm thankful that they they support it. They, you know, they see it as a passion of mine and think it's pretty cool ultimately. And, you know, the kids enjoy it, too. And and honestly, all of our our fans, I mean, we've gotten, you know, great feedback you know, not only on the AMA, but the podcast as, as well in terms of the topics we've covered, the people we've uh, had on. Um, I know we have no shortage of people giving us ideas or things they want to see. So um, I'm just thankful that people are listening to us, which is always a plus. <laughs> yeah. Thanks to the mongoose, the wild, the, <laughs> yes. the wild mongoose, the sly mongoose. Uh, Joey Graybeal left us some 
he gave us some uh, personal comments uh, in our Facebook messages. That was really sweet. And uh, my apologies for not shouting him out more <laughs> during our master's recap. We had a lot of really fun with Joey. He is a blast to play with and has a great sense of humor on top of being one of the better competitors out there. I echo all of them, obviously like family and friends and supporting it. I think the AMA this year was such a huge thing that I was thankful for and really getting an idea that we had off the ground, you know, we stumbled and I'm glad that we worked through it. And I really was glad to see lots of people coming out for tournaments and feeling engaged in it, giving us feedback. Super fun. And I can't wait to see where that goes. I just had a lot of fun with that. I even had my first wins in 2023 ever. I won a putt 18 uh, division. I won the coziest open and that I think are those are the first competitive mini golf things that I've won to date along with my third second place finish at the miniest <laughs> open, which I'm actually super stoked about. My goal this year is to get under 50 at Lilypot after many years of trying, and I did it not only in practice, but I did it in the championship round. So that felt really great. Quick note on that. I played with you when you had that killer round, and it, I, it there's something about playing with someone who's just absolutely on fire. Like every hole, especially the back nine, every hole was like one, two strokes ahead, even on a hole that I did well in the ace. I mean, you had an outstanding round and put yourself in a great position so i'm i was happy i was there a part of that just wish i did slightly better but hey you crushed it so sorry <laughs> and and it was and it was honestly like really fun to see the emotion and the excitement from mick in real time that he had won the season that it meant something to him that's that, that was just so huge but I don't know. After this last week, the international travel, uh, just spending a week in Iceland and all sorts of different pools, exploring mini golf, that being back on the table and feeling good about it, I, I, I can't wait for 2023. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind I'll try to not. I will play in some tournament overseas this year. I'm determined for it. And I can't wait for that. I'm hoping to meet the 54 Problems podcast guys They've been so fun to exchange with. We're even doing something for their podcast that'll come to life later that you may or may not want to hear. We'll, we'll, we'll have to see. It's gonna. It could be. It could be really rough. And then completely unrelated. Um, I'm super grateful for music. After a week of music in Iceland, I just forgot how much I absolutely love it. For those of you that have listened and kind of don't know my backstory, I've run record label for 23 years. And I just love music and saw so much of it. And it felt like kind of the before times. And I realized that I hadn't had that experience since before we were doing this podcast. So that was weird. And then the thing that got me through like long winters, there's too many good shows on TV. If you're not watching Atlanta, Hacks, Better Call Saul, The Rehearsal, Reservation Dogs, I think you should leave Barry and... Holy crap, Andor, no right in the world should a Star Wars show be this <laughs> good right now. I'm trying to hold myself back on that show because, like, I'm going to say crazy stuff about Andor. Like, 
it's better than maybe a new hope. Like it's that good. It's, like I haven't felt it, that it way. It is probably better than a new hope. It it is amazing that Andor and Attack Unreal. of the Clones happen in the same franchise. It's 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 wild. It is completely wild. So I'm hopeful that with all of these great things on TV that we get a moment where we see mini golf on TV and we can only hope, but we're thankful for what we've got right now and we're hopeful for a new year. And we're going to finish it off the way we always do with Big Thoughts Mini Golf. If there's one thing I've learned in my life, it's that curiosity might kill cats, but it doesn't kill people. This is the silliest and most right-on quote about curiosity I could find, and it's courtesy of Tracy Morgan. Whether you're looking for new tournaments to compete in or trying to design a mini golf hole, be curious and explore. It's good for the mind and soul, and who knows? you might discover something new that is super fun. And with that, we're at the 19th hole. So until next time, putt when ready. Oh, wait, I got to finish. It's been a while since we've recorded. <laughs> this is going to make the this is going to make the end of the podcast. And with that, we're at the eight, Jesus, I can't even read my line right. Now. <laughs>